Hello everyone, this is Brittany Hill and you're tuning in to Six Feet Apart, where I'm chatting with people in my network while we all have a little bit of extra time on our hands at home. We will cover who they are, how the coronavirus is affecting their network, tips they have for staying sane during this time of chaos, and so much more. Thanks for listening. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I am here doing now my third dual podcast. I think it's my new thing to have two people on at once. Amazing couples. And I am here with Steven and Sahana. So if you guys want to just go ahead and introduce yourselves and talk about how we know each other. Yeah, I'm Steven Klein. Um, I'm Sahana's girlfriend. No, <laughs> you're my boyfriend. That's what I am. <laughs> uh, and I've known Brittany. I've known Britt since um, since 2014 or 2013, oh. I think, right after college. Yes, many memories of you at Coachella uh, on one of the first years. I think you invented carrying around the big blow up animals or things that go in the air, and you started that trend. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Then partying together ever since. Exactly. Wow, I'm bummed I don't know Coachella Steven. I know! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am Steven's girlfriend. (laughs) And I I know you, Britt, through Steven and through like Lauren and Sammy and everybody. We met at weddings and events and stuff, but I hope we get to spend more time together. Yes. That's what I was thinking about too, is really the only time I see you guys now is at weddings, really in big (laughs) gatherings. But when I do, I feel like we're always so drawn to you guys. You have such interesting like, um, you know, jobs and perspectives and living in cool places. And so I'm really excited to have you guys on here. Um, And for everyone listening, how did the two of you meet? Give us a little bit about your story. Um, I'm going to go. So, <laughs> as you know, Britt, we met on Hinge. Love so that. It, <laughs> it was too. when Steven had just moved to San Francisco, I think, shortly after. And I had been living in SF for about two years. And um, I just remember he was really interested in the conversation, interesting in the conversation on the chat and asking me a lot about my job. And I was like, this really cute guy is also seems to be kind of dorky and interested in the job. Like why, I don't usually get both of these in the same, in the same Perfect ways to describe him. <laughs> and then we went on our first date and I think we were unable to stop talking for like two hours straight. Uh. After that, I knew I was in, I think it took him a little bit longer. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I just all of a sudden she was part of my life, and I can't explain why. Oh. <laughs> um, I like it. I don't want that to ever change. But I have no recollection of these dates. They just uh, okay. life very <laughs> I love that so much. Hinge is the best. It's how Matt and I met as well, and I know so many great love stories from it. So. Absolutely love that. Well, I'm excited to get into both of your kind of careers and what you do, um, and then we'll kind of go from there. So whoever wants to go first, go ahead. You go. Uh, then you can go. All right. Um, so just about my career. Well, yeah, I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Ono Food Co. Um, and we use software and robotics to make healthy food more accessible. So we, our first concept is uh, is essentially a mobile food truck uh, or a mobile restaurant, but it's effectively a robotic food truck. Um, that's serving smoothies and soon to be salads and bowls and various other types of healthy foods um, to people that want to eat healthy. So, and is it the first one? Like I'm looking on your website now too. 
Yeah, it's it's the first uh, that we know of. It's definitely the first one uh, in terms of a fully automated robotic, you know, uh, mobile restaurant. Yeah. And we're actually building to do other things that we'll share uh, early next year. Yeah. Launching um, some pretty cool, cool stuff. Wow. How did this, like, how did you have the thought to start this? What was kind of the process? Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean... I, I was a VP of uh, operations at a company called Cafe X that did uh, uh, robotic coffee bars in San Francisco oh, Bay Area. That's right. So yeah. I, I, I was kind of primed or I had to guess a different lens of, of which to view the world. And I, I just saw interesting applications for the use of like robotics and automation and food service. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I was just tired of paying, you know, um, you know, $15 to have a $15 salad delivered to me or smoothie delivered to me. So, you know, paying $30 for, a salad or smoothie just didn't seem like, you know, uh, the best use of my, my, my money. Uh, so I, I thought, you know, if, if, if you could have a fully automated, uh, you know, robotic restaurant, you could effectively, you know, um, cut out a lot of the delivery fees and, and reduce labor and, and, you know, um, get, get healthy food in the hands of more people more yeah. quickly, more effectively. Yeah. Amazing. And then Sahana, what about you? Um, also, just one behind the scenes for Steven. He had this thought in the shower, and I was <laughs> when he came out. That's where like, all <laughs> right, all good ideas are born in the shower. It's so I true. Know, we firmly believe that. <laughs> um, so I am a product designer. I'm currently working at Spotify, and so in case people don't know what product design is, it's often like the design of the interaction of a product. Like Spotify is where I work. You could work at. Um, you could design. Uh, in Spotify, like how the actual music consumption works, how people mm -hmm. play, play their music, cue things, listen to playlists. I happen to work on the purchase experience with Spotify, uh, specifically in markets like Mexico, Brazil, India, and Indonesia. So thinking about different payment methods, just different types of constraints that people have. Um, and yeah, thinking about like how people kind of go through the, the, the steps to purchase Spotify. Wow. So, and how long have you been there? Almost two years. Okay. So I moved in July of 2018. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's it, I'm here now, obviously, because of quarantine, but I'm going back on Monday. Yeah. And, so yeah. yeah, that was kind of the next thing that I wanted to get into was, did you, I know that you had been living in London. And so mm -hmm. did Spotify bring you there or was it like you found the job while you were living in London? What did that look like? Um, so yeah, I had kind of had a, an, a relationship with Spotify where I interviewed a few times. Um, once you and I first met, actually, I got an offer to move to New York through, through Spotify wow. and I was just like, you know, honestly, I, I wasn't hundred percent sure about New York and then Stephen and I were having a really great start to the relationship. So I kind of put it on hold, mm -hmm. but they kept me on file. And so they would ping me periodically when a, a new position felt like a good fit. So um, they asked me if I was interested in moving to Stockholm. Okay. Um, and Stephen and I were kind of just like, we should just see this through and see what happens. Yeah. And what ended up happening was um, London was actually the, the offer that they gave me, which was a better fit for me. And um, babe, should we talk about, when we were planning yeah, moving I together. Say, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I, we were both supposed to move there. I always equate it to it was like we're both like holding hands, ready to jump off a bridge and you know do a dive into the ocean, you yeah. know, in the water, and yeah. one, two, three, go. And then I just kind of let her. Just oh dive my in. god! <laughs> <laughs> I, like, uh, I love that visual. <laughs> but, uh, but that's how 
felt to me at least um, I felt terrible but you know I had this this shower idea that that took legs pretty I guess wheels pretty quickly mm -hmm. um so uh you know I had to pursue that and um venture capital is you know generally in the bay area totally so kind of got to be close to where the piggy banks are yeah um, yeah that's kind of why I stayed uh out in San Francisco which led me to actually LA yeah <laughs> that <laughs> because currently your company is based in LA right yeah, exactly. Um, we can get into kind of the, the reason behind that decision. But yeah, uh, LA is a, a lovely place to be. Quality of life is, is, is better, in my opinion. Uh, and it's, it's much more cost efficient. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's nice as well. So once you moved to London, Sahana, how, how did that go for your guys' relationship? You're obviously still together. So <laughs> did you do a lot of visiting back and forth? What did that look like? Yeah, it, I mean... I think I always like look at the London move as we really didn't think about it at all. We just kind of were like, oh, London sounds cool. We're a strong couple. We can handle long distance. Um, totally. And I mean, luckily we could, but it was definitely more difficult than I think either of us expected. So we kind of set a goal of seeing each other every three months, which um, when I was moving, one of my friends who was also in a long distance relationship was like, you need to aim for six weeks. It's going to be too tough without six weeks and or six weeks between. Seasons. Yeah. And I was like, neither of us can afford to be flying across the world. Totally. So yeah. Um, but I, I think three months has been good for us. It also helps that Steven's so, you know, we're, we've both basically got a focus in our place where he is working so hard every day on his company. Mm -hmm. And I'm really like, or at least I was really focused on exploring London and kind of building a life there and being independent. And, you know, I think that made it easier for both of us and that we weren't missing the other person 100% of the time. Yeah. It was more like they were augmenting our experience that we were already like having a great time in. Absolutely. Um, you were living yeah. your own like independent lives while obviously still being in a relationship and supporting each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say the key to it is just, you know, daily communication at mm -hmm. least for me. Um, so kind of trying to, you know, build that into our routine. Um, it's very difficult being eight hours apart. It's mm -hmm. like if she moved to Singapore or like anywhere else, even I feel like it would almost been better. Yeah. Um, the only time I can chat with her is like at five or six in the morning, which is fine. I, I wake up quite early, but you know, that's one or 2 PM her time. So totally difficult at times to, to, to make time. But yeah. Do a good job about it, which is super important. Yeah, that's we, amazing. I mean, I, I think we do a really good job of like, I, I usually put a little break in my, in my work calendar at around two or three mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to go for a walk and chat um, with him at that point. Yeah. Um, but it's tough. And I think we really look forward to seeing each other. And the cool thing is that we've gotten to see each other in interesting places. Like, yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to ask actually is like, did you guys rather than always going, you know, to London, did you guys travel together to different places as well? Yeah. Usually he'd come to me and then we would go there yeah. uh, for like, a, we'll go somewhere else for like a weekend or something. Um, so we've done Paris several times. We've done Scotland together and we've done other parts of the UK as well, which oh is just gosh. kind of close to home, but still so, so much fun for both of us. Yeah. Well. That's amazing. Yeah, London's got a lot to it as well, right? Like I feel like we oh my gosh. Been, uh, every time and it would have been uh, equally as enjoyable. One That's actually one of my favorite places and most livable. Like if we were actually going to move somewhere abroad, that is totally at the top of our list. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like a hub. Um, so now what is the living situation looking like with quarantine? 
It's been, I mean, the last two months have been abnormal um, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. So I, in mid-March, as things were starting to shut down, I was beginning to feel a little panicked because I was alone in my apartment in London. Um, I was seeing like flights get shut down. My work was work from home, at least for the near future. And I was looking around me and feeling like there was nothing specific that was keeping me here. Totally. And, um, and so I told my manager and two days later hopped on a flight to my parents' house. Okay. Um, and Steven was really great and flexible in that he came to stay with me for most of the time I've been here. Yeah, that's great. That And that's what I was wondering about is seeing like you guys together. So Steven, you had just come up to Palo Alto from LA, stayed with Sahana's family for a while, but now you're back in LA. Yeah, I'm actually in Portland, Oregon, visiting my, my family. Okay. Um, but- <laughs> I've actually kind of used this as a time to kind of see the, the people I love the most, you know, socially distant as I can, but, you know, it, you know, my work has afforded me the opportunity to kind of be able to be any, anywhere and, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really affect my, my work at, at all. So I've, I've actually, you know, it feels weird to say this, but, you know, it's, it's been nice in certain ways um, mm-hmm. because I've been able to see Sahana more and, mm-hmm. you know, working from home, I'm, I'm kind of a creature of habit. So having the, the, the habitual routine and, and still being able to see Sahana and, and now my parents yeah, been, um, kept me sane at least. Absolutely. And so with that, how has all of this affected each of your, um, your companies, your roles? Because obviously both of you are working from home, but I'm definitely interested in, in hearing more about that. Yeah, yeah I, I would say that, um, I mean, for our business, you know, we've seen a lot of tailwinds because, you know, our, our food is prepared and produced uh, completely contactless. And so you see a lot of things like contactless delivery and we can provide contactless food from prep to pickup. So I'd say that, you know, um, this has definitely resonated with customers in a real, in a real way. And we mm-hmm. hope to be able to help other, 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 other peers in our industry um, down, down the road in the same way that, you know, um, having a fully automated solution has helped us. Um, so it's been, it's been like, it's actually, we're one of the few ones I think that, that this has actually benefited us to some, to some degree. Um, can you hard. give, can you give a little example of like what exactly it would look like for people to order something from you from like start to finish? Yeah. Yeah. You could just, uh, order on one of our ordering kiosks, um, or one of, you know, a, on your mobile device, um, like you would Uber Eats or mm-hmm. Postmates, um, and you basically uh, place your order, and then um, the the food, or in this case, a smoothie, would a cup would drop or a bowl would drop, and then the the food would be assembled and prepared. Kind of on a, I don't want to get too into the weeds, but on a linear actuator that kind of goes back and forth like a rail, yeah, effectively. And then once the food is being um, dispensed to the cup or into the bowl and then goes to the assembly side which you know uh in the case of the smoothie it's actually blended within the compostable cup mm-hmm. uh, which is very sustainable and, and it's, it's kind of fun to watch and with a bowl you know it'd be mixing or tossing uh the salad yeah. and then it would basically um drop on effectively an elevator um into a delivery bin and you just grab your order and you're, you're on your merry way wow yeah and does is it only in la right now yeah, it's the the only one that's yeah. There, there's only one in LA right now. There's some being built or being designed uh, in in the Bay Area, but okay. uh, the only ones that are available are in Los Angeles. Yeah, that sounds just so futuristic and so necessary for <laughs> for right now. So that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, they're also really yummy. Like I think we equate 
you know, robotic food or, you know, you think about like astronaut food or something, mm-hmm. but he's got people on his team who are just incredible with, you know, um, yeah. basically recipe testing. And, and so sometimes he'll bring home salads or something that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're like, Ooh. So we, we, we talk about this a lot internally is that we've designed automation, you know, in service to our culinary team and not the other way around. And I think that that, the end of the day we're making food and if we're not making delicious and, and, and healthy food we shouldn't be in business absolutely um so a lot of what we do is in service to to food and making you know the food you know crafted by hand but perfected by technology and having that repeatability is, is super important in, in, in food service so yeah. yeah that's 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 kind of what works i mean it's just like an appliance right it's no different than a turbo chef what you see at a starbucks or a dishwasher mm-hmm. um it's just you know there's no name for this appliance currently so people are calling them the robot yeah that's amazing. That was really helpful for me just to kind of, because I've never actually seen it. So that's awesome. And then Sahana, what about, I mean, Spotify, I'm sure people equate that with like, everyone's listening even more to the like podcast through Spotify and always has music in the background. So what is going on with that? Yeah. So I feel super, super lucky to be in this specific industry. Um, I think watching a lot of my peers in companies that I thought were kind of in the same level, Mm -hmm. and I mean, they are in the same level, but just different industries like Airbnb, um, you know, just a lot of the the similar companies. Totally. And seeing my friends get laid off essentially or put on furlough. And I feel that's never been a conversation at Spotify, at least for right now. They've instead from the day, from day one kind of made us feel really safe and comfortable. Like, um, you know, that you know, as soon as we started talking about work from home, they addressed that some people that's not really great for, and like they're working as much as possible to help help be flexible people who need to go into the office. And you know, obviously it's not possible right now, but the communication has been like amazing from day one. They've given us budget to to build out our own like home office sets. Wow! Um, and then yeah, last week they announced that it's work from home through the end of the year, and um. That's, and also, I mean, to note, I've been here for two months and mm-hmm. my manager, as soon as I told her my mental health was sort of struggling with yeah. being alone in London, yeah. she was like, you don't even need to ask me, go be where you need to be. Wow. I know you can work remotely and um, I trust you. Mm-hmm. So it's been early mornings for me. I wake up really early and mm-hmm. I work, um, I try to get the afternoon time in London and, um, and Stockholm and then, you know, I, I get to finish by like 2 PM. Yeah. So just, I think being able to um, work on the like Pacific time zone with the European team and um, having the support from the company has been really amazing. Yeah. I think also, like you said, people are still streaming music. That's not stopping anytime soon. Totally. Um, and so it feels like a relatively safe industry to be in, which I just, I feel really lucky. And I think as you, as we're going to look back on this time, we're going to reflect on how our employers treated us. Absolutely. And I think Spotify has really shown me how like that they really practice their values. And yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm impressed and I'm grateful. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. 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 You guys, I love hearing more about what you both do. Um, but transitioning a little bit when, whether you are like the times that you are together or when you're separate, what has kind of a day in the life looked like for you guys during this time? Mostly work. It, it stretches around work. I wake up at like five thirty or so. Wow. And Steven usually does too, because he's a crazy person. <laughs> and so We'll both start working at that time. For me, it's because I have meetings. Right. For him, it's just because he wants to get started. Yeah. Um, wow. And yeah, we'll, we'll pretty much work. Uh, I tend to take a break around um, 11 or 12 mm-hmm. when like the rest of my team signs off. Right. And then uh, I like would work out or um, 
make a nice lunch mm -hmm. and then usually pick it back up around three ish okay. and finish at five if I okay. need to. Um, so for me, that was really nice and flexible. And then I would just, Stephen works downstairs, so I'll just go down and bother him. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty disciplined. I think, that, you know, I don't think again that COVID has changed too much. I mean, it's definitely changed, you know, in the day to day, but my routine has kind of remained intact. Mm -hmm. And so I'm probably more productive as a result because, you know, my commute is now downstairs mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, a 45 minutes um, to downtown LA. Totally. Um, so I, I think if anything, it's been, it's been pretty good in, in that regard. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's, been, it's been great to see Sahan every day because we are, you know, usually uh, remote or, or, you know, uh, apart. So yeah. Is there anything else that you guys have found, even like on weekends, that you're kind of filling your days with besides work? Yeah, I mean, the weekends. So when we're together, I think our favorite thing to do is a day trip and mm. to like go see different things. Yeah. I mean, un unfortunately, that's not super possible now. Totally. But we've tried to do like a mini version of that as much as possible. Like, even if it's just driving up to Skyline, which is near where I live, and yeah. like getting a takeout burger and eating it in the parking lot, that's kind of that's our adventure. And so we've been doing stuff like that with my sisters as well and trying to keep everybody kind of. And the, and the dogs. I mean, probably oh, yes. our, our, our lovable dog. Um, that dog. Wait, is there more than one dog? No, my parents have a dog too. Yeah. So, okay. So we've been able to, to take both of them and kind of, you know, hike or take them out in places and spaces. And it's been really fun. Oh my gosh. It is. Anything I, to get they're outside. They're loving life right now. They're yeah, like, they're so like, the, so much attention. The 10 walks a day. I know. Yeah, Wait, so. what type of dog is the big, what color? Is it black? The big, yeah, like, furry. Oh. Yeah. oh, my gosh. Every picture that you put up. And then wait, what is the other dog? I don't know if I've. Okay, so her name is Mika. She's Makita. Okay. Um, and so we got her after we got Mowgli. And okay. so she, Makitas are naturally really protective and like just kind of aggressive with people they don't know. Okay. But um, so she is obsessed with Mowgli. Like she will follow him anywhere, ah! anything he does. She, you can like see in her eyes that she everything he does is amazing. Oh. It's really cute to see. Oh my gosh, so fun to be able to spend that time, especially when you've been gone for so long. Yeah, that is exactly. so great. And then a lot of family time as well. I feel like yeah. you guys. Yeah, we, uh, the one thing that she didn't mention is that her and her sister from uh, New York. They they she flew out with her girlfriend Daisy. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Literally every day for it seemed like a month, we had you know a five course meal. <laughs> yes, so I'm like, how have they not mentioned this yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why she didn't mention that, but they spent maybe Sahana kind of lied because 2 p.m. was usually when she was done for work, and she did some <laughs> work, but her work was cooking and it was icing and it was being a sous chef or a chef. I think. Uh, and I have never eaten so well in my entire life. Oh my gosh! That I forgot about that. Uh, her sister was really the catalyst uh, yeah. in these in these cuisines. But literally every night we had a kitchen out a five a five course meal, including dessert. <laughs> and her dad was making sourdough bread, you know, every oh single God. day. Yes. Uh, we had. I mean, we might have gained a little bit. You yeah. Know? Who hasn't? Probably. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. 
You're, I forgot to mention. I was going to say, seriously, your meals. I mean, it's funny because when I do have people on here, I'm like, oh my God, I saw this. Oh, I saw you post that. No, no, no. Like, but that is how we're all, you know, staying connected. Yeah. And um, I have, you have had some of the best looking meals, I will tell you, on my entire Instagram feed. Yeah. Um, probably the two birthday meals that both of my sisters had birthdays while we were in quarantine, which okay. is amazing for me because I've never gotten to be there for both of their birthdays Aww. for a really long time. Yeah. So my, my baby sister turned 18. We made her a cake, like a, a beautiful cake from Aww. Otto Lange's cookbook. Oh my gosh. And we made handmade dumplings, which I've never done before though. Oh. Um, he is a really famous chef in London who does like Middle Eastern food oh. or kind of a Palestinian and Israeli okay. food. And um, if you ever go to London, you have to go to his restaurants, but his cookbooks are amazing. Oh my gosh. And, and so the cake was, I think it was like a raspberry buttercream and it was a, <sighs> it was rolled up vertically. So when you cut it, you see vertical lines. It was really good. I'm getting um, the great British baking show vibes right now, hearing that. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing in my head. Oh my God. And Dishoom, you guys, Dishoom was okay. literally like yes. my favorite restaurant that we went to in London. So, oh, so Steven good. That, that yeah. like vibe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. And what was your favorite meal, Steven? I, you know, the, one of the most simple meals might've been my, it's definitely the most memorable. I don't know if it was my, my favorite, but it's the one that's coming to mind, which was the, the sloppy Joe one from that oh, yeah. guy. What was um, the, uh, the, the restaurant? So there's this restaurant called Superiority Burger. Um, okay. We're vegetarian, my family. Okay. So we, but we're like really interested in kind of fake meat or yeah. just those kind of things. But Superiority Burger is famous because it doesn't actually try and imitate meat, but it makes really amazing like fast food. I've never been to the restaurant, but Sathara and my sister brought mm -hmm. home the, the cookbook. And so the the sloppy joe was super simple it was like beans and just a bunch of different seasonings but it cooked for a long time mm. and oh almost like a chili that you then put like yeah. in yeah. Ooh, That's oh my so gosh funny. i'm like literally writing these down superiority <laughs> burger like yeah, that was the most simple one because i mean they did pastas i mean they did everything that that took many a long time but for whatever reason that was definitely the most, most memorable. yeah okay. Such it's gonna be such takeaways for people, I think, to really like start enjoying food so much again, you know, and like yes. really spending we have so much time that that's what we're filling it with. But like you then appreciate what you're eating so much more when you're putting this time and energy into it. So yeah. I think that's a good thing. Um it's interesting because asking this next question now, because I feel like there has been, we're now in like month three of this. And I think that the, the answers now are going to be different than some of the answers from the very beginning of people that have been on here. But do you guys have a fear in all of this? Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think up until last week, I was skeptically optimistic mm -hmm. about the state of the populace. I yeah. thought, you know, as long as we could wear masks, um, and, 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 and be smart and just be considerate and, and compassionate and, and just, you know, things that are very easy to do. I was, I was hopeful. I was worried maybe about, um, the economic crisis that would yeah. follow post COVID with unemployment, you know, being, I think around 25%, you know, yeah. about an order of magnitude more than 2019. Yeah. But this past week, I'm just sad because of all the racism that's happening. Uh. And I just think that, we're, you know, experiencing a health crisis with an economic crisis in the way, and now, now race is coming into it. And mm -hmm. so, 
I, it's hard to feel hopeful. Being yeah. Out, it's really hard to feel hopeful. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate you bringing that up. These recent events, you know, and, and uh, I just hope that people are just remember to vote and that, mm-hmm. you know, it's more than just voting for the president who, you know, we don't need to talk it into, but yeah. it's voting for the state and voting for the city. Um, because that's what affects these things that are going on. Yep. Totally. Hannah, what about you? Yeah, I think similarly to Steven, I feel really lucky that um, myself and my loved ones have, life has not changed too much and that we can work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what's happened in the past week has has magnified things and mm-hmm. made me realize that we don't just have one or two things to worry about as a society. Yeah. Um, I think especially it's scary to see people riding during a pandemic and knowing yeah. that they're sacrificing their health to to express themselves and, and to, to show government that like we're not going to stand for this. And I'm, I'm really grateful that they are, but I'm just sitting and watching and waiting and seeing what happens. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, again, I, I really appreciate you guys bringing that up because I think it has, it's on so many people's mind right now and exactly what you said, it, it is being magnified and brought to the forefront. And so I hope that through all of this, that there are, you know, some positive changes um, rather than no change at all. So, yeah. um, and what about anything though, that you guys have been able to appreciate about this time? Um, for me, it's easy. Just Steven, like yeah. I've been able to get two months with Steven, which in the past two years has, has not happened. Mm. Um, and time with my family. Like yeah. I always, I got to do two birthdays and mother's day yeah. with my family. That's not, that hasn't happened since high school. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I would say for me, I'd echo that comment. I'd also say I've been grateful to just get to know her, her family more, especially yeah. her um, little sister, Sathara, who's in New York, and I never really got to – I mean, I knew her, you know, um, yeah. but not in the way that I know her now, and I just feel so grateful for that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. I love it. <laughs> and do you guys have a plan of, like, what is – like, Sahana, are you planning on going back? And if not, you know, what's – What's happening with yeah. where you guys will be after this? We're playing it by ear. Okay. It's so hard to make any sort of plans mm-hmm. um, just because you don't know what the world's going to look like next week. Totally. Uh, I am going back to London, even though work from home is extended, partially because it just feels like being on the right time zone will make a big difference in my productivity and just it will yeah. be good. Um, however, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see. I think we're we're giving ourselves a deadline of like end of the summer to to have some real discussions about what the future yeah. looks like. Um, but to be totally honest, I really miss London, and I want to go back and yeah, it's a London summer, even if it's distant. <laughs> Absolutely, I had a good friend actually who I met while I was traveling, and we stayed in really close touch. Um, and she lives there, and so she was on the podcast, and it was. Um, one of the earlier episodes, but she was talking about how just how London was kind of taking it and how there it's so natural to feel to kind of like brush things off and not feel like anything is actually happening. And so for yeah. them to actually go through this and be in lockdown was like really eye opening, you know, mm-hmm. that it really yeah. is truly a global pandemic. So it's interesting. Um, okay, final question for you guys. How are you, and you kind of have touched on some of this already, but what are some tips that each of you have for staying sane through all of this? Um, you want to go first? Sure. Mine are, mine are simple, I think. I mean, for me, it's just, again, it's that routine. 
I, totally. for me, you know, my routine is generally just walking. I mean, sorry, yeah, walking the dog, working, and then, you know, kind of working out, right? Uh, yeah. Almost in that order. Yeah. I think, you know, now is a time to have a routine and stick to it. And I think it's also a time to, you know, maybe force yourself to develop, you know, new habits, new mm-hmm. good habits, and, and maybe break, you know, bad ones. And so I think we can all use this time as to kind of as an opportunity to kind of better ourselves both you know, both, both like mentally as well as, as physically, if, if done right. So I've been running a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't got, I haven't lifted weights in, in forever, but I've been running, you know, five, six miles a day, which has kept me. Wow. That's great. So I've you... been running more than I have. So <laughs> my gosh, you guys are runners. Good for you. <laughs> um, yeah, me and my sister, because I had signed up for a half marathon in May <sighs> and I'd kind of known that I wasn't going to train for it. And it was just wow. sort of like a, a, a goal. That yeah. Um, would hopefully make me train. But then surprisingly, quarantine actually made me train. And so me and my sister, we, uh, and Daisy, her girlfriend, we ran like several times a week and yeah. we actually ran a half marathon. In oh May, my gosh. Like, before this, the one was scheduled. So I was really just proud of us for actually meeting our deadline, which is really cool. That's incredible. Any other tips from you, Sahana, about staying yes. sane? Um, I have a few tips, or at least for me. So one of them is, Kind of trying to um, insert some creativity or uh, productive creativity into your life. I think, like Steve mentioned, the cooking's been good. Mm-hmm. I've also been doing a lot of drawing because that's something that just, you know, helps me with my mental health and yeah. keeps my mind off things. Um, and then I think in the last week, one of the things that's been really important for me is um, uh, consuming news in a way that, that uh, empowers me rather than overwhelms me. So, you know, throughout a lot of this COVID times I've had to be careful about what I'm reading. Um, mm. because if I just sit there and start consuming data, I'm the type of person who gets overwhelmed with that. Totally. Um, and then also in the past week, you know, what's been happening in, in our country, I, I'm actually in the, in the mode of consuming as much news as I can and yeah. trying to figure out ways to feel like I'm contributing. So yeah. like donating, signing petitions, um, reading any resources that people are trying to send out. Yeah. So, I think I'll get to a point where I'm feeling overwhelmed again, mm-hmm. but this week at least it's made me feel sane to, to feel like a part of what's happening. Totally. That's so beautiful. And I love that what you're saying is like, there aren't necessarily rules around that. You have to go off of like, what is it that you are consuming? If it's something like what just happened, you want to find out more and you want to consume just like you said, as much as you can. But when it comes to, you know, the status on the virus, you can't be, I mean, I at least am in a position where, I cannot be looking at that anymore all day, every day. And like, you have to be able to differentiate and, and pick and choose like what's, you know, speaking to you and how often. Yeah. yeah I, I think of it like junk food, right? Like mm-hmm. you can have a little bit of junk food every once in a while, mm-hmm. to, you know, you know, pump the dopamine receptors, but you should also be eating your veggies. And so yeah. like, you know, reading a book too is, is also probably just as good for your mental health, if not better. Totally. I love that. Oh my gosh, you guys, this has been so fun. Anything else you want to add or anything like that? I just think it's so cool that you're doing this. I think this is um, your creative product, productive. Absolutely. Sort of thing that you're doing. It totally yeah. is. And yeah. Yeah. I'm just a fan of, of, you know, craft and putting things out in the world. So I'm just proud that you're doing this. Thank I think you. more people should be building things and creating things. And I think now is a good excuse as any to just start doing that. So I commend you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And I'm just so excited that um, we got the opportunity to connect and have you guys on here. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. 
This is your daily reminder that even though we have to stay six feet apart, there's no better time to stay connected. So go text someone you love and let them know that you're thinking of them. I know I'm going to. Bye.